We've got some fresh hey, new I'm Luis. talent. Hey, I'm Luis. And you're listening to the Content before. is Profit podcast. Listen. We spent the last four years learning the strategies and techniques from some of the top marketers in the world on how to create content that turns into profit. If you're trying to get that content and turn it into profit, go to contentisprofit.com. Yeah, let's All go. Right. That was good. Let's go. Good save. Yeah, you save yourself in that one. Just but guys... Guess what? At the end of the day, it's all about perspective, right? And today yeah. we're going to be talking about the powerful combination of content and perspective. That's right, guys. Yes. Oh, huh. Fancy, do we have a sponsor today? Indeed, we do. And thank you for Tell asking, my more. friend. Tell or me should more. I say, my brother. Oh. Today's thank sponsor you. is you. your one and only The Biz Bros. Yes, that's us. And we came here to you to help you with mm. content momentum. And what that's is content right. momentum? You might be asking yourself. Well, if you produce a long form piece of content just like this one that you're listening to or watching, and you want to turn it into value packed bite sized assets. So then you can send to social media, amplify your message, right? Let's and go. add to your contribution and get more clients, of course. Yeah. Then, then we want to help you out. So <laughs> reach out, slide right. on the DMs at Beast Bros Go on Facebook, on Instagram. Sweet, guys. Go ahead and subscribe. Hit smash that subscribe button. That was the alarm reminding me that you have to go ahead and subscribe and <laughs> smash it. Oh, so you know when those episodes are dropping on your phone Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. And go ahead and uh, like us, follow us. Like us. Just, just like <laughs> us. I, Be I, nice. I hope you like us. <laughs> on, uh, yeah, on Facebook, at Beast Rose Co. That is right. And if you find this episode impactful, which I am sure you will, because again, today's guest is absolutely amazing. Ooh. And I'm sure his story has the potential yes. of influencing, changing your perspective on many, many things. Please don't forget to share it. And, and leave a five-star review. We already got a live in yes, there. Let's go. go. So today we are starting with a golden nugget. How can you get epic guests into your podcast? By asking for referrals. Shout out to Larry for connecting us to today's incredible guest. That is right. And not only that, but today we're going across the world to talk to today's guest. He is and has had a challenging life. Like us, he had to leave his country in search for new opportunity. But guess what? He is making those opportunities happen. He is such an awesome source of inspiration. Oh, yeah. And that's why we're excited for today's guest. He's all about perspective. He's even the host of a podcast called The Perspective. Huh. <laughs> He has also sold over $1 million in sales for different brands in 1.5 years. And he's working with Team Gary V on the Gary Vaynerchuk's Arabic content. Fun fact, he actually grew Gary mm. V's YouTube channel, that one, the, the Arabic YouTube channel, from 2K subscribers to 86K subscribers. That's 86,000. In, in, in a short period of thousands. time. Yeah. Thousands. That's a lot. 86,000. Love it. Love now, it. he is such a cool dude. Please welcome host of the Perspective Podcast, the Arabic content master, and future best friend, Mano Gilegosian. Woohoo! Mano, welcome. Thanks for having me, guys. Great intro, by the way. It's really ah. to be with you today. <laughs> Appreciate it, man. We're Thank so you. excited, man. I can tell you, since that conversation we had the other day, you know, the 15-minute the conversation we had getting to know each other. Yeah. I have been very excited to talk to you because 
you know, your life experience is so unique and how you have been able to transform that into, you know, a successful life and a successful that, that you keep building on. So you are a source of inspiration, my man. And thank you so much for being here. Yeah. I mean, I'm also excited, by the way. Like, he was like, you inspire me. I'm, I'm also inspired. Also, <laughs> I'm just saying, the two brothers are. So, <laughs> thank you, guys. Do man again. It's thank really you. a pleasure to be with you. Awesome, man. Uh, thank you again. So, for those who don't know you, I mean, for those that missed the epic intro that we just did, uh, <laughs> almost butchered the whole thing. But uh, tell us a little bit about you, man. Where are you coming from? Uh, and then why you do what you do? Why perspective, right? So, um, yeah, share a little bit with us. Yeah, yeah. So I'm Mano Giragosian. Uh, I was born in Syria. Uh, then during the war, I had to immigrate to Armenia because I'm Armenian. And then uh, in 2014, I had to immigrate to Armenia. And there's, uh, there's a funny story that I had to immigrate three times because... I, I came to here and, you know, this my situation personally wasn't so good and I had to immigrate again to Lebanon with the hope that maybe I can find a like, different career there or something good there. But then yeah. I, didn't, I didn't succeed to find anything there as well. So I came back to Armenia, but this time with a different perspective. And uh, yeah, so I was born in Syria. We immigrated, like we didn't have a lot while immigrating. That's why... At the end, when I came to Armenia, I had to find a job. And, you know, for an immigrant, it's a little bit harder to find a job because I wasn't born here before. I didn't know too many people here. Yeah. And uh, that's why, like, I had some financial barriers and financial issues, which caused me, like, to go and search for a way to find a living or at mm -hmm. least to find uh, not too much money, but in a way, I mean, to work something that I enjoy at least and make my living from it. So that was the first reason I decided to go to the internet world and start to search like what can I do on the internet to start earning some money. Yeah. And yeah, basically that's how first the first time it was there, like I came across Gary Vaynerchuk's YouTube account and I watched one of his videos, which was the reason that I changed everything. <laughs> and uh, actually like seeing him, made me like think that marketing is my way to go out of what I was in because of his story. Yeah. But uh, once I started like working in that field as well, I really enjoyed it and it became my real passion. So I actually did what he, what he was telling in his video and, and I went to one of the companies here in Armenia and I worked for free for six months just to learn marketing. Wow, amazing. And at the same time, I was like flipping some jewelries here in Armenia as well to earn my living from there because I was working for free and uh, I had to like to work two jobs at, to at least make my living. Mm. And yeah, basically I had like amazing results in the company and they promoted me to lead the marketing the, uh, marketing team there after six months. And I used to work for them for three and a half years and four years maybe. Then I, dis uh, I started like producing content and yes. actually... Uh, it's interesting that uh, the reason I started like producing content was that I was I'm an introverted person. So yeah. uh, I used to be a little bit like shy while talking while talking to people and communicating and this stuff. So the internet was like for me an easier way to communicate with people, and that was the reason I started like producing mm. content first mm. of all. 
And then I was lucky enough that I started like getting some results quickly because many people don't get the results quickly and they give up. But yeah. for me, I was lucky in that that I started getting some results quickly and go deeper into that. Wow, the, I I am mind blown by sorry. Thank you so much for sharing it. And 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 I feel like we might feel this a little bit more too because we also migrated, right? We migrated from Venezuela. Yeah. Uh, maybe not not as a as a tough situation as probably what you lived in there too. But uh, you know, we we felt it, right? Like uh, we've been in different countries too, and and. I think that that mentality, right? Like, let we gotta make that happen, right? What's the worst that can happen? I think it already happened. So, like, let's go, let's move forward, right? So, I I, I feel incredible, in, incredibly inspired, but uh, by, by your story, man, and, and so thankful that you're here with us sharing it. Yeah, and <clears throat> sorry, wow, wow. I, I got you know you got teared, emotional. Teared yeah, I got emotional here, <laughs> Mano. You know, I I love your story in the sense as well that you are pretty honest by saying, you know, the first time that I went to Armenia. Um, it wasn't what we were expecting. And then I migrated again to Lebanon and then I came back and that's when I changed perspective. And I'm curious, you know, what was, because, and I'm going to give a little context in here, right? Like I've met a lot of people that have migrated to the United States. And when I talk to them, I realize that they have a, a victim mentality, right? Like, oh, this is happening to yeah. me. And, and they are not actively trying to search for a solution to their problems. So I'm curious, what was that mentality of yours at first when you left Syria to Armenia? And then what happened? What changed that made you change that perspective the second time that you came? Yeah. So first when I came here, like, um, I didn't have anything in mind. I just wanted, like, when I was in Syria, I was thinking, like, I just have to go there and find a job and work and see how things will go. Because I was, like, 17 years old, 18 years old. So I didn't have much. Uh, because, like, maybe in the U.S., people after 16, they start, like, working and getting jobs and this stuff. But in Syria, the case wasn't like that. Yeah. So, like, people used to go to the university and graduate, and until that, their family take care of them. So when I immigrated from Syria, I was alone. At 17, it was shocking for me because I was on my own. I didn't yeah. have anyone to yeah. rely on. And I, it was, like, my first job that I had as a waiter, it was in Armenia. So uh, I used to not... I didn't work before that. So in... For example, when someone asks, asks me for something during the job and this stuff, I used to feel like uh, I, I, I didn't used to feel comfortable because it was my first job. And I, I was like, I had like, I was some some sort of a kid, I mean, yeah. at that time. And I, as you mentioned, I used to have this victim mentality as well. Mm -hmm. Like, why do I have to work these jobs? Uh, for example, I was seeing some of my rich friends, not rich friends, but their families were rich, who were sending them money so they don't have to work. And I was like uh, comparing myself with them. Mm. And, wow. you know, I had some friends who were like me as well, who were telling me, man, there's no job in Armenia. You can't find the job here. You have to keep working as a waiter and this stuff. So, I mean, my the the people who were around me as well and my, my own victim mentality caused me to burn out. And that's why I decided to go to Lebanon. I was thinking like the problem is in the country I was in, but mm. in reality that wasn't the problem. And when I went to Lebanon, I think it, it, it was 
it I was lucky for that, but the situation in Lebanon was even harder than Armenia. That's wow. why I started to think like you you were you would better stay there and you, maybe you would do something. And then like when I, I I like I started challenging myself. I don't have anything else. That's it. I can't do, I don't I can't control that because you know even I can't get any visa to another country with my Syrian passport. So I have to stay either in Lebanon or Armenia. So I had to go back and solve that somehow. I didn't even know how I'm going to solve that problem to find a, at least a good job to work. And yeah, I came here like uh, with the mindset that you have to do something no matter what it is. And uh, once I started like watching Gary's videos, that's why I always mention him like in all my interviews or everyone that I, every time that I tell my story, because in reality, he was the person like not directly, but through his content that changed my life, that I had different perspective, that no victim mentality, you have to work hard. And there's a hope, actually. That was yeah. the biggest point that I saw. There's a hope to at least work for that. That's incredible, yeah. man, dude. Wow. Uh, so f for you guys listening and, and, and watching, right, if you're creating content, let this be a lesson. You don't know who you're inspiring with your words, with your actions, with what you put out there. You know, the, man is the perfect example, right? Like, and, and, and you change your life completely, completely. And, and I just want to highlight some points here, right? Uh, you, you mentioned, you know, what, what changed so you could have a new perspective, right? Like you went to a, a new environment that you thought it was going to be better and it turned out to be probably a worse situation. You're like, man, you know, let, you know, I have the chance to go back. Um, Then you, you said like the problem is the environment I'm in, right? Like the, the that that mentality, right? Of, of yeah. kind of like letting the circumstances dictate, dictate your yourself and your future and who you are. Yeah, and sometimes that needs to change, right? And uh, I'm curious, like on on your mind, how how was that process, right? And we can we can dive into that in a second. But I think like the most important part here that I took from that story was accepting the brutal facts of reality. When you mentioned, uh, I. With my Syrian passport, I cannot go anywhere else. Like, I cannot get a visa for anywhere else. And you accepted that, and then you're like, I'm going to take action, right? And then you started yeah. implementing. And, and you know, mo most people here maybe in America don't, don't feel identified with that because somebody being from the United States, for example, can have a lot of doors open themselves because of the situation of the country that they were born in, right? Like us as Venezuelans, uh, it, it's pretty challenging to like, we have to jump through a lot of hoops to be able to come here or stay here in the States. And, and there's like, obviously that perspective of, okay, you know, this is the scenario I'm in. Can I accept the brutal facts of reality? Can I actually move, move forward? And, and I feel like you made the most out of it. And, and, and I praise you for that, man. Thank you for, sh for, sharing that very important lesson yeah absolutely I, i want to give a little quick shout out to joseph hansen who you know he's the one that actually mentioned that it's called the stockdale's paradox which is not losing faith but accepting the brutal facts of reality right and i think a lot of people yeah. uh they have faith yet they don't accept the, the brutal facts of reality and then that's i, I feel when when the victim mentality takes over and, it, and it's very difficult to escape that actually it is you know it takes a moment that is it can shift your mindset and for you it seems that it was a moment where you realize wow i i moved into a country that is even more difficult right so probably it's not the environment it is me the one that has to make this work right how 
like my brother said, right? What was going through your mind at that moment to make that decision? What caused that awareness in you to say, okay, I cannot be a victim anymore. I have to start moving forward. I need to start taking steps. Because, for example, for, for my brother and I, when we started our business, we were in a place of need, right? We were, in a sense, mm. greedy because we were, and now we call it differently. What was it? Self, self-preservatory. Self-preservatory. Because... <laughs> We needed the money, right? Because we didn't have our parents sending us money from our country uh, because of visa limitations. We couldn't go out there and find a job. So we're like, okay, we got to create our own stuff. There's no other way. And that's when our entrepreneurial journey started, right? What was that yeah. moment for you? You know, for me, was that moment. So when, when I started like searching, uh, I told you that I went to one of the companies and to work for free for six yeah. months. Actually, at that time, before started working for some of the companies, I was searching just for internship in different mm. companies in Armenia. And imagine like, even though if I was willing to work for free, I got rejected maybe from five or six companies. I don't know the exact number, but from too many companies because I, I, I didn't have education at that time i uh, i mean i i graduated from high school in syria and i came here to start going to the university in armenia and i didn't know english mm-hmm. in syria we used to speak armenian in, uh, with my family because we are armenians and arabic in the country because we are living with arabs so i didn't know english i didn't have any skills yet because i didn't know anything i used to get rejected a lot so i'm it from my nature like i'm too, too competitive I, la- i i mean when someone t- tells me something i i always like to prove them wrong even mm-hmm. though i don't care about people's opinion now i still like feel competitive sometimes <laughs> so the main reason for me was like to prove people that they are wrong that that they they would they would like want me to work for them later and i won't do that because i already have my business and the other thing is that like Uh, mainly for my family because my family had very hard time for uh, like to yeah. even afford sending me to Armenia to uh, study here and this stuff so I was like willing to give back to them that that was the second reason and the third reason was for me like just to improve my life and I decided like no matter if in reality there's hope or not in Armenia no matter what people tell me I'm just going to follow what Uh, I want to do and let's see what would happen. Yeah. I just eliminated all the external noises. Ooh. I also got rid of all the toxic friends that I had that they, they they used to tell me like I didn't get rid of them like completely but I just decreased the amount of time I spent with them because they are still my friends and I love them but uh, I mean they were like affecting me. So that the, those were the two things yeah. I was doing. I got like I got rid of all the leisure, all the fun that I used to have before. I, I was just focusing on work and I used to just work every day for two years. I, I worked for two years, like every day, even on the weekends. And, uh, and you know, it's funny that uh, until today, like I just don't take days off because I'm used to that. I enjoy it. I mean, yes. it, it got embedded in me because <laughs> I used to not take uh, days off. So yeah, I worked for two years. And I wasn't producing content at that time. I was just learning. 
I was just testing everything and learning. And after that, once I became like more confident that I have some information that I can share. Mm -hmm. So at that time, I decided like to go out and make the world like hear my voice because I was confident enough to do that. I was willing to do that before, but I wasn't confident about that. Mm. Interesting. Wow, man. And I, I, you know, thank you. Thank you for <laughs> sharing it because your message is, it's amazing, right? I, I, I do believe a lot of people need to hear this. Uh, they need that moment that can shift their perspective. And a lot of times it can be a conversation, right? It can be listening to one of your podcasts and, they, and it, it can just bring them a whole new reality that can literally change their life, right? And you mentioned a few things. You mentioned rejection, competitiveness, and eliminating the toxic environment, right? So I want to hit a little bit on like quickly on these three, right? We get rejected all the time. If you are going to start doing <laughs> things on your own, people need to get comfortable, Like you, the, the listener right now, you need to get comfortable being rejected and take people saying no to you. It's going to happen. It's natural. You're going to get more no's throughout your life than yeses. But if we don't ask and we don't put ourselves out there, we're not going to go. We're not going to get any yeses. Right. So that is an important, important lesson that you mentioned right there. You had all these you were looking at all these places for internships and they said no because you had no education no background and guess what you decided well what if i can just work for free for a company and you took the risk and you did it for six months wow talk about that like who yeah. like I, i want people to envision themselves doing work for free for six months That is something very difficult to do. Yeah. Right? So uh, and not just like one job, two jobs, right? Because you were flipping uh, jewelry on the on the back end to be able to live. And I was going to wow. ask you that, right? Because a lot of people are like, okay, well, I cannot just like quit my job. And I was having a conversation yesterday with a friend, right? And this friend is like, is not enjoying the environment that he's at. And he's calling us and man, like I see you guys on the show and it's incredible what you guys were able to, you know, build this last nine months. I remember the conversation that I had with you, Luisa, when when you were like about to quit your job, right? And, and to me, I had, some expenses i have a baby like at the time i had i have a wife so to me the only solution that i had to go do because i want to dedicate more than 40 hours a week to bizros to make sure that this moves forward i had to go to eight different banks to get some money so my wife could go to school and provide for the baby right so more people are like are you insane why are you taking personal loans i'm like that was the only opportunity that i saw feasible at the time right because i didn't have time to go do a second job i was already doing that and i was in getting results so my friend goes and he's like man okay well i'm getting paid but i'm, I'm i have this passion I, i want to i want to start traveling and he has a following and i'm like i want to pursue that right i want to create these relationships but uh, and i'm like what's holding you back and he's like well th the paycheck and i'm like okay let's say you quit tomorrow and they don't pay you are you gonna be okay i'm like and he's like yes like i live i live with my family Are they charging you rent? No. Do you have a girlfriend? No. Uh, and I'm like, you cannot be in a better position <laughs> to chase your dream, right? And I'm going to attack that person after this video is done. I'm like, you need to listen to this because that might be the move. And sometimes we're so tied to, to that. And then we're like, okay, what's the worst that can happen, right? So, Mano, you're going to be my story, my to-go story. And I appreciate you allowing yeah. me to do that because this is incredible. A lot of people need to listen to this. Like, we're so scared of taking that risk, right? Um, and And like you said, with change of perspective, right? It's like, what's the worst that can happen, right? You're going to have people yeah. there supporting you. You're going to have, you know, you're going to have somebody that says nobody's going to send you in the right direction, right? 
we see, you know, as, as, as good things, like, okay, it's just pointing me in the right direction. That was the wrong direction. Perfect. I yeah. know now this is a piece of information. Yeah, it's like little bumpers <laughs> along the road that just like send you in the right direction. Like my brother said, right. And the other thing I wanted to mention is eliminating the toxic environment. Right. And I'm going to actually connect this to control your inputs, control your outputs. Right. And a lot of people, when the first time I heard that, I was like, wow, that makes so much sense because we are consuming so many stuff every single day, yet we're not actually controlling what we put in our mind, right? And sometimes is that friendship that is telling you constantly, like, why would you do that? Like, that makes no sense. Go get your normal job or like, why would you even risk uh, X, Y, and C? Yeah. And that is input that is coming into your mind and is taking space in your head, right? So then it is difficult for you to have a an extremely good output, right? If all that you're hearing is all that negative stuff. So, man, it, it's so amazing that you recognize that and you were, you know, you said, you know what? I'm going to cut my time here a little bit so I can control the information. I can probably, you know listen more about Gary V about what he's doing, about how he's changing his life so I can change mine as well, right? And with that, I want to say I'm, I'm extremely curious what attracted you to Gary V and his message, right? Because I, yeah. I, I love Gary V, don't, don't get me wrong, right? I, I, I don't think I'm a fan of the hustle, hustle, hustle 24-7, never rest, Um, but I love his message on starting, do your thing, right? Like don't, you don't have to go the common route. Like you can build your own future. And I yes, obviously, yes. I love the fact that he is, uh, an he has the immigrant story as well. I think that is absolutely amazing. And that's probably how he connects a lot with people. But I'm curious, what was it that connected with you? Yeah. So uh, first of all, the reason that I was connected with him was that his story is similar to me somehow. Like he again had to immigrate. He had tough times. Like he didn't know English as well when he immigrated. And uh, like we have a lot of things in common, like in terms of the situation that uh, like immigrants deal with. And not just Gary Vee, there are some other people as well, like Patrick, Beth, David, that those people again, who my story relates to them. Yeah. And like uh, when it comes to the thing that you mentioned, like people confuse between hustling and like uh, burning out, you know? Mm. When, when Gary mm -hmm. tells like hustle, he doesn't mean to work 24 hours a day. He actually tells that you can sleep eight hours, but the times that you are, when you wake up, you have like maybe 16 hours in the day. What are you doing in those hours? Because more many people complain, like as you mentioned, uh, like they have jobs. But if you check like 90% of the jobs they have is from nine to five. And what are you doing after five? Because <laughs> yes. you sleep. Uh, if you ch if you check that and evaluate that, they are either watching Netflix or going out with their friends, drinking some beers and this stuff. So actually, you you don't have to quit in the beginning. You just can like invest in two or three hours daily and just start a side hustle. For example, flip something, uh, start an Instagram page and do influencer mm. market. Anything, anything that makes you enjoy. Start a podcast and anything. So yeah, basically it's about, it's not about like not sleeping at all and this stuff. I get it because, you know, you need to have the energy to work and you have to work efficiently as well so you don't burn out. But when when you have time, you have to invest because I have friends like that as well that they always tell me, but I don't have time and this stuff. 
But when I check their terms, like they don't even work on their own uh, site hustle, like maybe 10 or 20 minutes a day. They don't even do that. Yeah. I mean, if you just if you just stop drinking coffee tomorrow, if you don't make coffee for yourself, you will already save maybe 30 minutes a daily and you can work <laughs> on your side hustle. Ah, that's so good. Wow. I love that you went so deep also to like, okay, how much time I'm spending in coffee? And, and you yeah. know, we've mentioned this in the last few episodes. We have this like tool here that's helping us track time, right? We're like, okay, we flip it. You know, this is the activity because... Uh, like personally like Fonsi felt and then when he got it I was like I felt that we're we're wasting time when we're in the office so I'm like how can we be more effective right so time tracking doesn't have to be a fancy tool like this you could put it on your papers like from 9 to 8 what am I doing from and just the fact of you recording that in paper um, is gonna help you move forward right now I'm moving that into my personal life too because you know when I'm out of here it's like okay well I need to work out I'm sure I can like scrap an hour somewhere to, to be physically active so I actually don't die right yeah. and yeah. um I, actually ahead. there's a quote that i heard once from uh, jay shetty that uh, it's really great he said that it's not about how much weight you carry it's about how you carry it mm. oh so good yeah you write it here okay you yeah good. yeah put it on your notes please fancy uh <laughs> i do like that dude i love jay shetty man i i love yeah. I, I, i'm very into that spiritual mindset if you want to put it that way yeah. i i love that so i uh, i want to highlight here for for our content peeps and our people that are scared to share their story like you mentioned in there you said his story is similar to me to me somehow and that's how you, that's why you resonated and we cannot stress enough you gotta share your stories right and and, and we've done it uh if it's like business related or content related or like just messaging related right like we're so scared to, to share our stories because then we think we might be judged we we think that people might not even like it or don't feel identified with that story but then when you share it you're gonna find the people that do and they're gonna they're, they're gonna that's gonna help them move forward like it happened to you like probably this story that you're sharing with us is gonna move a ton of people forward that listen to this show i I already messaged a few people that need to listen to this like <laughs> i don't know if they want to listen to it but i'm like you need to because of the conversations that we've been having it so on, on the marketing side i just want to make that connection with the powerful thing that you've done with your story and i feel more identified now too because Absolutely. like we've been through there maybe different levels but it's like okay this is actually the thing that's going to make me move forward right instead of just facts and sheets and you know features of whatever you're doing is the story that's gonna make you move forward so i just want to highlight that for those listening if you want to re-listen that's about minute 25 so go back and listen uh because yeah, yeah i just wanted I, to make that connection and I, and i think that's a great you know segue to talk about the content side of things because i mean right now we've covered a lot of the perception type of things which we absolutely love and we could talk all day about that perspective and, uh, yeah perspective what did i say perception perception perspective so much, so I'm, much, I'm, yeah, I'm curious. That, wow so, now i'm curious is hold it, on so so mano i'm curious what is perspective to you like what's your definition of perspective uh, for me it's the way you look at things like for example we both uh, i'm not sure if it's uh, right in terms of the grammar and this stuff but yeah. for me i understand it like that yeah so for me it's the way you see things like if we can both look in the same thing and see it in a different way. So for me, that's it. Like we, uh, and the reason that I think about it like that because, as based on my per, uh, based on my experience, like I had a very tough situation in my life, and I used to look at it as an opportunity to do better. And other people used mm. to look at it in a way that breaks them. Mm. Wow. 
That's that's awesome. Hold on. We're, we're gonna have to make a make a timestamp right there because uh, that's definitely we're gonna edit that part right here. Yeah, and we're I, gonna I, use I this. put ex exclamation points here for for the team, Danny. If you're listening <laughs> to this, this is the part that we want now. Um, and and we and you know perspective has been yeah. such a such a big word for us in 2020 because I don't know if you've if you've heard our story, but in in March, right, we lost about 80% of our business. At the time, we were freelancing. And uh, I personally thought, you know, I, I went into crisis mode because I'm like, okay, you know, I have these loans, I have the family, I have the baby. Like, what's going on? Right? I, I'm fancy a little bit, you know, more calm in those situations. And, and he's like, man, let's change perspective. We were actually looking to stop working with these people, right? This is the perfect time to start the show that we talked about starting two years ago, right? Like, let, let's, we have some time, let's do it. Guess, guess what? Three weeks passed and we recovered the business, right? So it's not it's not a big deal. And then a month passed and then we triple sales. And then, you know, we were able to increase our resources and our team members. And it's been incredible. So that, that for us, 2020, I think, like, has been perspective. And this yeah. is why I feel so passionate. I'm so glad that you're sharing this story yeah. and you, your definition. You know what? Right? There's, there's going to be a new saying. <clears throat> sorry wow I, i'm like so the, the <laughs> weather in here changes like crazy just so you know so i'm guessing you do celsius uh as your temperature oh what Cel celsius I I, so it's, it's okay man it's okay yeah degrees. celsius degrees so on, on temperature yeah on temperature so like in the morning was like four degrees super cold okay. and in the afternoon it gets up to like 22 <laughs> So the change of temperature is killing me over here. Now I yeah. got like allergies going for, for on. For those in Fahrenheit, you know, we wake up at 32 Fahrenheit and then at night it's like 80 degrees Fahrenheit. So in the, the, the afternoon is like yeah. 80. Yeah, yeah. It, it's insane. But whatever. That was a, a, super, a, a tangent. super tangent is because you've seen me right now with like sneezing and all that stuff. But, but Manu, no, you know, okay. we, we all know the saying of uh, click funnels, which is you are one funnel away, right? Let's change yeah. that. And now is you are one change of perspective away. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe. I like that. I like that. Approved yeah. approve by Mano. Let's go. Approved by Mano. Let's go. Uh, so, yeah, let, let's, do, let's, let's make that segue into, into content, right? Of course, again, Gary V, great inspiration, and he is all about content. Publish, publish, publish. Document over create. So, once you started your six-month, let's call it an inter internship, or no, let's call it your six-month uh, job that you were doing for free, mm -hmm. right? Um, what was it that you started implementing there? Was it content? Immediately you started with content, or how did you manage, you know, to put content into these companies that you work with and yourself? Yeah, so uh, basically, first of all, I was just doing it like for the companies that I was uh, helping them uh, in terms of social media. I was producing content for them. So uh, it's a little bit different than what I do for myself. I mean, the main concept is the same, but uh, the, the type of content changes a little bit. So yeah, first of all, I wasn't producing content for myself. I was just doing for different companies. And as I work with e-commerce brands uh, who sell physical products, it was like, um, I was like more uh, like diving deeper on what people like to see and how I can like provide them with a the content that doesn't feel like uh, they are being sold to, that mm -hmm. it doesn't feel like marketing. So they engage with it. Mm -hmm. So that's how I started. And then when I started like producing content for myself, 
I found out I was thinking before like it would be something different at all. Like I was going to share my story, I will share marketing tips and this stuff. But when I started producing content, I was getting some results, but not crazy results. And I started seeing that uh, there's something wrong in that. When I, I I was succeeding doing it for companies, but it wasn't working for me when I'm doing it for my personal brand. So then I started like to think about that why it's working for companies but not for me and i found out like what i was doing is that i was um, like i was learning some hacks when it comes to marketing but i don't know the main concept behind mm. it why why the hack is working so once i started learning the concept i understood that marketing is all about treatings no matter if you do it for like a company or for a personal brand so it's about three stages that you have to focus on when it comes to producing content it's the awareness consideration and conversion and what interesting is that i found that from Facebook's ad manager dashboard. So when you you, you go there to to like uh, to do some Facebook ads, they ask you to choose an objective, and there are two three words there: awareness, consideration, and conversion. Mm. And I noticed that all social media advertising platforms use those three terms, which means like hmm. uh, there, there's something in that. Awareness is like no matter if you do it for a company or for yourself, you have to bring awareness to your personal brand where you need to like share content that gets you more rich to reach more people. And consideration when it comes to your personal brand is where you have to establish your authority and like create relationship with these people to make them trust you. And the conversion when it comes to yourself again, it's about like selling them a package you have or a marketing service you have. And when it comes to companies, it's again selling them a product that the product that they provide. So once I understood the link between these two, now like how content works, I started like uh, no matter if I do it for brands or I do it for a personal brand, I, I understood that it's the same concept. You just have to like customize it so it fits for you. Yeah. Wow. Ma that, ma master class on, on marketing, by the way, like that, if you see me looking down, that's because I was taking notes like crazy. Yeah. Uh, and I highly encourage the listeners to go back to minute uh, 35 where you start doing this because these two minutes is pure gold. Yeah, definitely. This is extremely valuable for anybody that wants to start creating content, right? Because a lot of times they're like, what do I create? I don't know what to do. And I think by knowing these three stages, you will know exactly what to do. Mm -hmm what to promote and where and to what audience, right? Because probably I'm not going to show any consideration uh, type of content to people that are not, are not even aware of me yet, right? So once I make them aware of me, now I can start the stage of consideration and, uh, and start to, you know, establish or the authority, build the, that relationship with them. So, wow, that, that was absolutely amazing. And you mentioned something at the beginning about the main concept of content right and i'm curious what is your own personal like your own personal definition of perspective that you have what is your own definition of of content yeah for me content is like uh, your message it's it's the same way like when you text someone and you tell them about something for example you know i launched my company and when you tell your friends i launched my company and uh, this is the services i would be providing It's the same way that you do that, but this time you do it in public. When you do it, like when you communicate with all people. What's harder in producing content is that now you are communicating with too many people at the same time. 
and that makes it harder like you have to like like you can't be everything for everyone but you have to understand your audience's language so at least people who matter for you like your audience understands you all of them and on like get context on what you do so for me content is like your message that you will communicate with your audience with absolutely yeah i i think that leads perfectly to my next question which was how do you get to know the people right how do you get to know what they want how do you get to know how how to communicate that message in the most effective way right because again it's not just about selling 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 and i think a lot of people think content is just about selling selling thing but it's about for us personally is building that relationship that is key number one yeah. with no relationship nothing else is going to happen um but is Everybody talks about you need to know who your dream audience is, right? You need to understand them. How do you go about finding out that? Yeah, so uh, actually the way I did it first, it was like just putting out content randomly for the first few months. And I was getting like comments, reactions from it. And uh, for me, I started on LinkedIn because organic reach on LinkedIn is higher than other platforms now in these two years. So that's why I started on LinkedIn. First of all, I didn't have any strategy. I wasn't using the concept of the three phases that we talked about. I was just putting out content randomly. Like, I, for example, wh what, whatever comes to my mind daily, I just share it. And I started like... Uh, then I had maybe like uh, 50 posts, 60 posts, and I started going through them and review it to see what's working. People are engaging with what. Uh, for example, you might find some some posts that are not working well, some type of topics that are doing great. So you see the comments, you read them. Also, people start reaching out to you like to tell you if they like this or that. And people like to share their opinions. That's why I always ask questions in my content. I, at the end of my posts, uh, sometimes I write like some call to actions to ask them to leave a review and this stuff. And that's how I did it for myself to understand like what topics are working or not. But at the end, it also has like to be tied to your main message. So you can't like if you if you are going to talk about marketing at the end and people are enjoying your content about sales, it won't work. You have to find the perfect content for marketing yeah. to share it. That's why it's important to tie your content to your message oh, as well. This is so yeah, good. I, I, and I'm curious, you know, because right now you're you're very, uh, I'm, I want to say you're very into e-commerce, right? That's you're mainly what you do yeah. right now. How do you tie these three steps into an e-commerce? Because I can definitely see it in the awareness and conversion side. But I think the consideration side is probably one of the most important ones because, again, you're establishing that relationship. And I feel like personally for a personal brand, that might be easier to do because of the stories that we share, right? I mean, we begin this yeah. episode sharing your story, talking about, you know, your your upbringing. And I think that is what connects with people. And I'll say that was the consideration part of the episode, right? How do you do yeah. that for e-commerce, for products? Hold on, hold yeah, on. so for e-commerce, yeah. Sorry, hey, sorry. Be before we go there, because like, the, um, let's put this on hold. I just want to highlight something because you said like you literally told the road to start creating, right? A lot of people come to us and they're like, "How do I actually? What do I publish?" Right? And 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 I relate to this because we started sharing 
our day to day and relating it to to what we did and then we got feedback right and i feel a lot of people miss that part they miss going back and you you said it you you went back and saw what people were saying where people were reacting to and you're like man this is my market research right and it's necessary yeah. at that point too because like okay, this is what my audience is resonating with let's have a conversation let's have a conversation about that right so i, I just wanted to like put a, a dot in there before we go to the e-commerce side of things because i feel like that's so important because people get so hung up on that right we've we've done the content calendars we've done like all the courses out there and ne nothing worked for the first three years except when we started putting our word out and then receiving feedback okay people are reacting to this right people are answering these questions perfect let's do more of that right uh, so it's, it's that active feedback that i wanted to to highlight so anyways super parenthesis I, no, I, I, I thought you were gonna go go there but uh I, i just needed to get it out yeah. because that was such an important lesson thank you i appreciate it man thank you that was great uh, that was great close parenthesis e-commerce <laughs> e time all right here we go <laughs> yeah so for e-commerce brands uh it changes a bit so for the awareness content uh you should like produce some content which is entertaining because, you know, when it comes to your personal brand, you can share your story, as you mentioned, and people would relate to it and uh, communicate with you. But when it comes to a company or a brand that who sells physical products, you can share your story as well. But sometimes, like, people won't relate to it because it's a company story and this stuff. So what we do is to, like, produce other entertaining content, which might not even be related to your product, but it would attract the right type of the audience to your brand. Mm. For example, you can post a funny meme who, who, like that talks about, for example, let's say uh, fashion, uh, funny meme about fashion. And if you are selling a fashion product, let's say, so you will attract people who are interested in fashion products because they would understand that meme. Yes. And you can't do it without with other stuff as well, but that's one of the examples that we do. Yeah. Or for example, if you are, uh, it depends on the problem you are solving, you would just talk about the problem without selling them something. So you attract people who are having these problems. For example, if you are selling a skincare product, let's say, you would talk about your struggles with your skin, like having some problems with it, and it would attract you the right types of people. And when mm -hmm. it comes to consideration, you will already introduce your product, its features, what problems you are solving, the benefits. And also, it's so important to share some testimonials Like reviews from other people's reviews from influencers, reviewers, and those stuff. So people trust your brand and see it's actually better than your competitor's product and its stuff. And when it comes to the conversion, you know, in the consideration phase, people will be divided into two parts. Some people will already buy your product from that stage directly and some people won't buy it because of some reasons for example they would go to your website to buy it and they would find that the price is a little bit higher or the shipping is uh, expensive or for example they, there might be some uh, confidence issues and this stuff so what you have to do to figure out why 90% of people are not buying your product and in the conversion stage you have to solve that problem for them with your content mm. for example if they are not buying your product because you are you have a high shipping rates so in the conversion stage you understood that you will provide them with a the content that says for example if you buy the product today we will provide you with a free shipping so it depends on the problem that they are having you have to like continuously solve it with in different stages 
Oh, this I love it. Ma- love mastermind, it. like like we talk about Sean's and his episode on selling. This is like amazing on the on the yes. marketing side, dude. Thank you, man. This is incredible, yeah, man. Thank it, you for sharing all the all the little secrets, you know. <laughs> yeah. Now every time someone asks about you know the the co- content, how do I you know frame my content? What are the stages? I'm like. Hey, just go and listen to Mano's episode because he <laughs> is absolutely amazing, man. Thank you so yeah. much, you know. And th- this made me realize something, right? Because you were talking about before that you understood that it wasn't just about the tactics and the hacks, right? That we needed to understand the principles behind it. And that is actually a realization that I came to have this year as well. That it's like, wow, I've, we've been chasing tactics and strategies for three years <laughs> And yes, you can see yeah. results here and there, but it's nothing mm. sustainable. Principles is what is going to make your business sustainable. So now that being said, people buy because you are either moving them away from pain or getting them closer to pleasure. And that's what I'm listening from you right now with your content. That is what you're doing, right? You are either showing them how they can move away from pain or in a way bringing them closer to the pleasure that they want and it's absolutely amazing and that last thing you said is creating content for the reasons that they don't buy which is in in our world right we sell a service is creating content for their objections so every time we have a sales conversation and we hear the objections okay this is always coming up let's make a piece of content of that right and it becomes a game of listening then putting your thoughts into words listening then putting your thoughts into words and i think it's fantastic because you have just literally proved to us that is not necessarily it's a principle right the principle again of listening and you can listen whether you have an e-commerce you can listen whether you have your own personal brand and at the end of the day it's just that it comes down to the communication and how you're framing this content for people to consume yeah I know. So, what would be your like number one action point? Wait, 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 wait! Before we go into that one, sorry, my turn to interrupt you. Uh, Manu, <laughs> we, we have like one interruption per episode, so yeah. you know it, it's just. <laughs> Mano, I'm I'm curious, right? We we had a really good friend here at the studio the other day, and we were. He is actually in one of the episodes. His name is Pablo. He's amazing. Um, and he, Ooh, we we ask him, I know what is your definition of perfect content? Right. And I really loved his answer, if I'm being honest. Right. And I'm curious to know what is your definition of perfect content. And I want to put this out there. I'm not comparing them. I think I'm sure both are valuable in their own way. And the reason I'm asking is because new ideas form from connecting two different ideas that already exist. Right. And that is my total selfish purpose of asking this question is because I have now Pablo's idea and I want to hear your idea and see if I can make a connection in there and make a different idea as well out of that. So what would be your definition of perfect content? Yeah, for me, uh, you know, it would be like uh, two things. It would be the content first that educates my audience and provides them with value and at the same time entertains them and so they enjoy it. Because, you know, uh, people consume content for two reasons. One, to be educated, and two, to be entertained if they are bored or something. So if you combine these two together, and uh, of course, everyone won't enjoy your content. You just need your audience to enjoy with it. 
And, you know, perfect is subjective. Like, you might think that, for example, sometimes I would write a post and I think that it would do very well and <laughs> I post it and no one likes it. And also sometimes I think that this post won't work well, but when I post it, people like it. So it's all about your audience. Like, if they are enjoying it, then it's perfect. Oh, that's so good. I love it. I love it. I love that perfect is, sub is subjective because indeed it is actually right every and, and that's yeah. probably the reason why i'm asking this question right because i want yeah. to know your side of uh, of that your perspective I, I, on, I, on that content I, i think it can also evolve right like your perfect content will evolve for us when we first started because we weren't publishing anything the perfect content was the content that was going out <laughs> Literally. Right? the content that was published that was perfect and you know we tell the story of like we like we had to track something so we decided to track consistency that was the thing because if we're not consistent then we can we cannot track anything else so i think it depends also on the stage where where you sit on on the content creation phase like if you create zero content your perfect content is the one that goes out yeah. right after that then yeah. we can start and and then it evolves right so yeah. uh and and we we actually <laughs> when we talk about the publishing pyramid right which is one of the frameworks that we've developed through our journey we say The perfect message is the one that you share, <laughs> yeah. right? Because if if you have what you think is, and I'm doing air quotes for those who are listening right now, the perfect message, but you don't share it with the world, it's not. It's really not that perfect, right? It's just going to be perfect for yourself. Yeah. You're the only one that's going to have it, but you're not influencing anybody. You're not helping anybody, right? So put it out there, and it is an ever-evolving thing. Love like, the, mo the more you say it, and we've noticed this with our own content and, and our own self, that the more we talk, we can see the change and we can see the message evolving. And it goes from perfect to perfect to perfect, right? <laughs> like, again, or, or, or perspective of perfect change as we go. But this wouldn't have happened if we would have kept that message all for ourselves. Yeah, and once you yeah. start with consistency, then educate and entertain. Yeah. I mean, just listen to Mano. Like, that's it. Game yeah. over. <laughs> Dude, okay, can I ask a question yeah, now? Na okay. Now you can go. Okay, so these are my two favorite questions uh, of every podcast. That's the reason we put them in here. That's it. They're the only, no, nothing else. Uh, mm -hmm. What would be your number one action point for somebody that's starting their journey? Like, uh, we can talk perspective side or we can talk content side. I'll, I'll leave it up to you. But somebody that, that's out there that wants to share their message, either for, for them or for their business, what would be something that they can do today to create that momentum? Post content, produce content. That would be the best thing that you can do. Like, don't overthink it. Don't go in details when you are just starting. Just whatever you think, whatever thoughts you have, just put it out. And after that, once you have, like, specific amount of content that you already put out you can just analyze it and see what's working and what's not and then you can just strategize for it because without starting you don't know like what's working because there's no fixed rule for success in content like maybe one story would work for me but wouldn't work for you so you have to test it on your own yeah. so my best advice is just put out content like without overthinking at all i love it thank you and we often say to uh the first KPI you should focus on is consistency because yeah. consistency is the KPI that rules them all because without being consistent, you will have nothing to measure later. So thank you for sharing that. Joe, just create content, <laughs> right? Like just put yourself out there <laughs> and we could totally do another epi episode on this because putting yourself in front of a camera, there's so much that goes internally, right? All these fears that mm. people have. Yeah, so yeah. We might have to bring you a second time, Mano, and have that conversation. 
<laughs> Definitely, I'm happy to do it. Thank you, man. So, where where would you be if you did not publish? Uh, can you please repeat it? Where where would you be if you did not publish? Like where where in life? Like okay. yeah. Uh, I think I would be in like I would be working uh, in the same thing like I'm doing, but I would have less business, less clients because uh, fewer people would know me would know me like without publishing content. Everything like. I started my business without producing content, but I scaled it after producing content. So mm. I wouldn't be able to scale it without producing content. Wow, that's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. Again, the magical content right there. You know, it helps you. It can help you. You say you started without content. For some people, it can help them start their business. But if you mm. want to scale, you need content because there's no other way people are, are, are going to hear from you so thank you so much i actually yeah. want to give a a shout out here to gary v <laughs> for you know dude for for creating helping shape dude who you are today mano because it's amazing guys, from you. perspective from your story to what you talk in about content you know you're definitely you're so knowledgeable about it and we learned so much today and i'm sure whoever is listening to it learned a lot and i hope They took notes uh, and I hope action. they have pen and paper. <laughs> and not only that, but they take action. That's right. Yeah. So thank you so much, man. I appreciate yeah, it. Man, I th I'm, I'm completely confident that this piece is going gonna, is gonna to help a ton of people, man. So uh, where, where can people find you? Where can people connect with you? Yeah, I'm active on all social media channels, mainly on LinkedIn. So you can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm also on Instagram. You can follow me on Facebook. Yeah, so I, I'm pretty much everywhere except TikTok. I'm not using it for now. <laughs> so, yeah. Awesome, man. We're going to leave all the links right in the description. Yep. So if you want to connect, just slide, slide down or just scroll down and, and click it. Yep. Very, very simple. Uh, and I, I encourage everybody thoughts. to go and listen to Mano's podcast, The Perspective. Yes. Yes. Go check him out. Mano, is there something that we left out that you want to share? Last thoughts? No, it was it was really a pleasure to be with you guys. It was a great episode. I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Absolutely, thank you, man. Mano. Thank you so much. And with that being said, guys, thank you for tuning into the Contents Profit Podcast. Go ahead and subscribe. Smash that subscribe button and follow us on social media at BizBrosCo. That is right. And if you find this episode impactful, which I am sure you did, please don't forget to share it. You can change somebody's life. Yes. And and leave a five-star review. Thank you. Thank you, guys.